So it's funny about this uh, camera. It says on it, uh, check to see if the lens cap, check to make sure, I think, the lens cap isn't closed. Which is great, because it's like, uh, that's a very tactful way, computer, of saying uh, the thing's not the thing is not open. It never asks me to check if it's open when it's not. It's uh, only only when it's not open does it say, Hey, do you want to check if that's open, buddy? Um, anyway, you might have noticed the lack of theme song. Don't worry, it's coming. I know a lot of you are mostly in it for the theme song. Uh, my computer just sort of didn't want to start. So I had to, I've had to do a whole restart thing. We're waiting for it to get back in action. But uh, I was bored. I got bored. I was like, I'm just fucking sitting here. Why am I sitting here? We could be two minutes in to our vast content that we always have on this show by the time that this starts up. Um, so I'm still, I'm still waiting. But it, it's happening. Just takes a while, you know what I mean? Computers are never fast enough, are they? How okay, how come how come this? How come if I started using right now a computer from 2009? Let's call it 2011. Um I feel like it would take about as long to start up and get going as a computer from now. It's like computers from now run just as bad and just as slow as computers from then because it's uh, the computer gets more powerful, but then the stuff we want it to do is more demanding. So it's like, well, I guess this computer's... This 2010 computer couldn't do what this 2020 computer's doing, um, except it could. It just wouldn't look as exciting. But I wish somebody would design computers for people like me who I'm like, I don't really, I don't need to see the Google Doodle. Like, that's not important to me. I don't need to be able to, uh, I, I don't have a strong opinion on the utility of Flash stuff. So, like, maybe, maybe you could just start making a computer that's a little bit like, uh, I don't know, basic? I don't want to get a virus. I don't want to um, have to do anything to my computer. That's basically it. That's all I'm looking for. So uh, let me see if I can restore these pages. Oh, my God, I did it. Launchpad. We'll start up our, our theme song. Oh, look at this bright light I've got on me now. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> as, soon as, I, as soon as I point out something good's happening... That's how to end the good thing that's happening, right? That's the most surefire way to say, oh, let's put that to a stop. And I'm like, yeah, that'll do it. That'll definitely do it. Everything is still happening. Things are bouncing. Icons are happening. I can vaguely hear the washing, the dishwasher downstairs, washing the dish riz. Um... I don't think the mic's going to pick it up. I hope not. But if it does, I, sorry. I, I'm not actually sorry, but I'll pretend for your sake. I'm that kind of guy. I am just that good of a guy. Okay, found it. Are we ready? 
for a theme. Oh, nope. Beach ball of death. We were so close. We were one keyboard. Okay, go. Hmm. We thought we were one keyboard away. But we weren't. You're not gonna say it. <laughs> Somebody should. Let's talk about two times. Let's talk about bum one, yeah. Asking the questions that nobody could. Like where are the bone thoughts and are they in harmony? pretend to like mess with a knob or something because I look at the camera and I'm like what do I normally do during the theme song I just kind of wait uh, till it's ready um, so what we're gonna do today is uh, I have a folder on my desktop that is called for radio so I guess it's things that I wanted to talk about or look into for the radio show um, so I wanted to clear this out a little bit, right? Let's start the new year fresh and get some of this old shit out of here. So the first thing I came to was, uh, I have a PDF. It was, uh, a PDF of instruction. I, I don't know why I'm telling you the file type. Like anyone gives a flying fuck. Oh, a PDF. Wow. I thought this show was more at the level of like a word file, but no, you're at PDF zone. That's amazing. Uh, this is a an instruction booklet for something called Dataman or Dataman, uh, depending how you pronounce your A's in different contexts. Um, it is a calculator that's sort of made to look like a robot um, or robot, depending how you pronounce those vowels. Uh, and it's not just an instruction booklet, though. It starts, and it, the title of it is The Story of Dataman. And he's, like, flying through space towards Earth, and there's numbers and plus signs and all kinds of shit. So this is from 1977 by our friends at Texas Instruments. Texas uh, really should be more promotional of Texas Instruments. I feel like... uh. You know, you gotta be pretty smart to make a fucking calculator that does all the shit that I did in calculus, right? I don't know. It might help your image. Just saying. Um, also, I think their logo is basically the state of Texas. Which, I guess... can I wonder if you can copyright a logo of the outline of a state. Like, if I just said, my logo is gonna be the state of Louisiana, is that, like, a copyrightable thing? For me, or for Louisiana, or for, you know, I wouldn't think Louisiana could copyright that, because it's like, can you copyright the shape of your own state? Anyway, this starts with the characters. Dataman, a tiny robot, hardly bigger than your hand. It's a little bigger than your hand. With the brain of a computer and the heart of a friend. <laughs> I love it. I want a friend with the brain of a computer and the heart of a friend. Dataman was designed for a very special mission by Commander Number Fun. Uh, number Fun is one word, capital N, capital F. Wise ruler of a faraway planet, 
he taught Dataman the secrets of an advanced people and sent him on a journey through space to teach the wonder of numbers to all. We didn't get very far before uh, this turned into the joy of learning. Ooh, and then we've got another character. Anti-Math. Evil wizard from a dark star who has the mysterious power to cloud the minds of his victims and steal away the fun and excitement of mathematics. <laughs> the part of Anti-Math will be played by Peter throughout the course of his entire life. Uh, well, I guess, spoiler alert for this story, because it's like, well, I have to assume that uh, Antimath was successful, unfortunately, because uh, based on everything I know about math and numbers um, and the supposed fun of math. All right, here's the story. Somewhere among the stars, trouble was stirring. Dataman could feel it in his circuits as he sped past the Big Dipper. The evil wizard Antimath must be up to his old tricks again. Dataman knew his enemy well. He knew that because of the evil Antimath, someone at this very moment was missing out on the fun and excitement of numbers. Dataman knew he could help. Dataman was perfectly built for his mission. His super sensitive sensors. <laughs> sensitive sensors. Um, that's like uh, super feeling feelers told him quickly where the trouble was. This time, the trouble signals were coming from the blue planet Earth. Okay, this is, you know what? I almost didn't say anything because this is too philosophical. But can Antimath go to a planet, like, where nobody is, but still rob it of its fun of math? It's a, it's a different version of the tree falling in the forest. Can someone steal away the fun of mathematics if there's no one there to do mathematics? Also, I like that anti-math isn't stealing the ability to do math. He's stealing the fun of math. Uh, Dataman tuned in the good commander's channel. Dataman to commander number fun, he said. From a faraway planet, a voice answered. We hear you, Dataman. Go ahead. Sir, it's Antimath. He's up to no good again, said Dataman, his lights blinking furiously. I ask your permission to proceed to planet Earth. Evil Antimath is passing close to the young Earthlings. Tell me the situation, Dataman. I... <sighs> Idiot. Sir, the young Earthlings are smart and eager to learn, but I fear that Antimath will get them in his clutches. They must discover the wonders of number fun before it's too late. I must go there now. What? Commander Number Fun. But they have to discover the wonders of Number Fun. Spelled the same way, one word, capital N, capital F. The commander's answer was swift. Proceed to planet Earth, Dataman. Drive out the evil Antimath. Drive out the evil Antimath. Become friends with the young Earthlings. Teach them the secrets of Number Fun. There was an electric whir and a blue-green flash. Dataman was rocketing through space toward Earth. And that, Earthlings, is how Datamen came to your world. Oh, there's a note to parents. A word to parents. Datamen was designed with the help of educators to help provide fun, drill, and practice with numbers. Oh, to provide fun, drill, and practice with numbers. Datamen is easy to use, and many children will be able to read the story of Datamen by themselves and learn how to play Datamen's many learning games. Hmm... To answer questions, okay, that doesn't matter. 
Um, the secrets of number... Oh, it keeps going. <laughs> I mean, this is like... Uh, so Dataman came from space to stop antimath. As I was coming... I wonder if they made an antimath. That would be awesome. They made like a calculator that looked like an evil wizard and was just like, math's not fun. I would get that for my kid. Because I'd be like, I mean, math's not fun. I'm not going to... I'm not going to tell you some story about how math is fun. It's a little bit like uh, for my industry when librarians are like, reading is just as good as an adventure. It's an adventure you hold in your hands. And I'm like, eh. I mean, I didn't have as much fun reading as a kid as I did crawling down an old pipe. Just saying. Um, finding a dead goose in the park that was like sort of desiccated and being like, oh my God, that's horrifying. That was more fun than reading. It was more of an adventure, I should say. I don't know if finding a dead goose is fun. I mean, it is, but not, not in a scary serial killer way. I don't want anyone to think like, oh man, his eyes really lit up when he was talking about that fucking dead goose. But you know, when you're a kid, it's like, I, what are you going to do? There's a dead goose to be found. This is Dataman's message, the secrets of number fun. As I was coming through sp okay, so number fun is like a thing. Um, I guess I'll find out. But it's also the commander, so maybe the command. okay. It'd be like if you had a uh, commander of the army and his name was Army. Steve Army. So you'd be like, Army Commander Army. Hmm... As I was coming through space on my way to Earth, I could see that many of you were already practicing math. Good! I'd like to help you practice and also to teach you some games and secrets that can make mathematics more fun for you, right while you're learning about it. So I can learn and have fun at the same time? On my home planet, we call these games and secrets number fun, and once you know them, you will find it easier to handle anti-math if he ever comes around. I see. I see. Um... I don't like that. I don't like this. That number fun is like secrets and games and a guy. Um, this tells you how to do things. How to turn data man off. <laughs> talk about anti-math. Talk about how math's not fun. That seems to be a big turn off. The memory bank, a.k.a. spank bank. You can play this game. Here's another game. A fun with numbers guessing game. I'll pick a secret number for you to guess. It will be somewhere between 9 and 100. When you enter your guess, I'll flash and show you two numbers in my face mask. The secret number is always somewhere between the two numbers I show you. When you finally... Okay. <laughs> That's a dumb... That is a dumb game. Here's another game. Oh, once I was nearly captured by the wizard Antimath on a moon of the icy planet Froze. I I always like these because I can I feel very strongly that someone volunteered in a meeting. They're like, "Who can do a write up?" Oh, you're you're creative. You could do that, right? And he's like, "Sure." And then was like, "I don't fucking care about this." No one. All my engineer colleagues are like, "How much space do you need in this uh, booklet?" Because the less you need, the better. Okay, froze. He threatened to keep me and my secrets locked up forever. 
My friend saved me by moving me between them with such great speed that it confused the old wizard. Before he knew what was happening, I was off in a flash. It was so much fun, I decided to make up a game to play with my friends just in case Antimath ever has me cornered again. Oh, man. Um, oh, so there's like a, a thing with a bunch of these games. On my home planet, people use the game of Electro Flash to practice what you Earthlings call math tables. Uh, what do you call it, though? Math fun or whatever? Math of math fun, anti, what is it called? Math fun, number fun? Everything's just number fun. It's like the Smurf of Dataman's planet. Um, by practicing this way, the folks on my planet have become so lightning fast at math tables that the wicked anti-math has never returned to bother us. Oh, so because you're so good at math, um, it's become fun. One thing that annoys anti-math and makes him green with envy is people having fun with numbers and mathematics. The people on my planet have enjoyed games like Number Guesser for years, and so they built it into my brain for you to enjoy too. Yikers. <sighs> Force Out is one type of game that I have seen being played on planets everywhere, particularly in places where people need to learn and think ahead. It is quite an old game on my home planet. You play Force Out with one or more of your friends. Okay. Oh, there's a, a, a wizard, but I, I think he's facing the opposite direction. So you just see a, a pointy hat and what I assume is long hair coming out of the back. Looks kind of like a standard wizard. More datum and fun. Orbit math. Oh, God. Game, game. These all seem like games you could pretty much play with any calculator. But okay. Hints for parents and teachers. Um, it, Dataman is designed to bring extra fun, excitement, and enrichment to a child's experiences with mathematics. The learning activities built into Dataman provide valuable drill, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in the tradition of Textus Instruments, the Little Professor. Little Professor is adorable, by the way. Look that one up. The beginning sections of this book were written so that a young child reading on his or her own or with the help of an older friend can learn about Data Man's activities. If your child is very young, you might want to read aloud through the story. No, I don't think so. Fun and positive reinforcement. Educators have long used flashcards and carefully constructed game-like activities to reinforce learning of basic math skills. Data Man provides a variety of enriching experience in math in a new and exciting way. Dataman motivates your child positively by rewarding right answers and good scores with a dazzling, quote, light show. He also reacts to incorrect answers immediately with a simple EEE indication in the display, followed by a brief blinking light pattern. Note that Dataman will not display an incorrect answer. Dataman is rugged and safe and should provide many hours of enjoyable learning fun for your family. <laughs> many hours. Oh, see, now they've got like a an explanation for the parents, and, like, battery information. If you need service information, oh, my God, Texas Instruments Incorporated, Lubbock, Texas. Friend of the show, Ian. His birthplace, believe it or not. Warranty. Legal remedies. And we're at the end. Um, how do I feel about Dataman? You know, I think it's f a funny idea. I guess... 
I don't know. I'm just not into the the whole like teachers trying to convince me that things are fun when they're not fun. I just know they're not fun. We both know they're not fun. I I think that like many many uh, an hour has been wasted in a school of a teacher trying to be like, "Whoa, let's make Shakespeare fun." And it's like, well, "Let's just plow through it." You know, it's like a it's like a kids show where they're like, "We can turn yard work into a game." And I'm like, mm, "Can we?" I mean, yeah, anything can be a game, but is it a fun game? You know, there's a, there's many, a many a ghosts and goblins out there. That's tons of fun. And then there's many a, uh, you know, shitty version of Pong that you're like, well, yes, technically it's a game, but come on. Uh, let's see what we've got next. This is a screenshot from IMDb. Oh yes. This is one of my, uh, I, I didn't know where this fit in, but I wanted to talk about it. It's a film called Taking It Off from 1985. Uh, a stripper named Betty Big Ones, or Begonis, wants to be an actress, but is informed by her agent that her large breasts are keeping her from getting parts. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, let me see if I can look this up, If I or if there's any, is there really anything else to look up here? I think I remembered seeing this and thinking that the idea here was hilarious because I was like, you know, okay. If the challenge was to come up with a job that having a, that being a busty lady would prevent you from having. I wouldn't go this way, but like, all right, let's say, uh, certainly in a 1985 comedy, you could say like, you know, I don't think I'm going to give this, uh, camp counselor job at a boys camp to this, uh, severely busty lady. That doesn't seem, that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I could buy that in the, uh the context of this movie. But, uh... You can't get a job in Hollywood because of that? That seems a little... little unusual to me. Um... And this this has led me to a hilarious list of movies, such as the Bikini Car Wash Company. Um... Just looking for some of the, you know... More hilarious ones. Well, those look like the funny ones. I, I want to see if anyone did a did a summary here. Um, quotes. Betty Big Ones. My horoscope says I'm ready for my big break. Sin. Oh, yeah? Well, maybe you'll trip and break one of your tits. Good one. <laughs> oh, here we go. Plot summary. Oh, man, it's so short. Uh, a stripper named Betty Big Ones wants to be an actress, but is informed by her agent. Okay, that's the entire summary. What we've already heard is uh, what's available. Here's a review, though. If you're looking for a film that shows a lot of skin, this is it. 
Betty Big One sets out to make those big ones a little smaller, and her struggles to do so give the film a plot of sorts. <laughs> I already like this person because it seems like, I'll just say he, is sort of like, it gives it a plot of sorts. Don't oversell it. The characters are shallow, so no real Oscar-winning acting is required here. Their erotic comments made to each other make for some laughs. The soundtrack isn't too bad either, which might classify this movie as an erotic musical. What makes this movie great, however, is the stripping acts by Betty and her friends in the little playhouse where they perform. Betty also plays several erotic scenes based on the diets she is trying. The ladies are taking it off for sure and it's fun to watch. It's probably the best show of undraped femininity I've ever seen. That's uh, one of, there are six user reviews. Should we take a look? Um, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Have you seen The White Whales? This film is the mother load of Kitten Natavidad's extraordinary bosom. Come on, you have to be curious about those jumbo puppies. Uniquely styled somewhere between natural, the usual implant look, and a baby's soft rear end. Ugh. A baby's soft butt. I don't, I don't know why. But uh, comparing boobs to a... Uh, baby soft butt. Um, anyway. Of the actresses and self-titles listed here at IMDb, I viewed 12 of them and sought out numerous others. This is by far the most enjoyable and satisfying exhibition of the aforementioned bazooms. I haven't heard that in forever. Bazooms. I have come across. Huh... <sighs> The Russ Meyer films have a novel, outrageous, comedic style to them, but the visual presentation is very cluttered with skewed camera angles and extremely fast cross-cutting between scenes. They also feature kitten pre-implants, well-endowed, but not nearly as spectacular. <laughs> um, 10 out of 11 people found this helpful. Um, the sequel, Taking It All Off, is also quite excellent. Um... Sadly, Kitten underwent a double mastectomy for treatment of breast cancer in October 1999. What the fuck? Um, if you want to witness her marvelous sense of humor about that misfortune, be sure to check out the Double D Avenger. <laughs> you know, so, so there's just something to me about, like, um, you know, you're looking at this movie, this screwball, boob-centric movie, and then it's like, Hey, I got an idea. Like, let's do... I don't know. Um, Let's see what the double D event... I, you know, it's like, what a downer to be like, by the way, she had a double mastectomy for cancer. Have fun watching this movie. Um, a little weird, right? A little weird. Let's see. Let me see if I can... Uh... Fine. Okay, here's the story of that one. Oh, God. Three of the biggest and bustiest Russ Meyer stars make a comeback in The Double D Avenger, the first in a series of sexy action comedy feature films by William Wink Winkler Productions. Big, busty, chastity knot must use her new amazing abilities as the super-stacked costume crime fighter, The Double D Avenger, to stop villainous bikini bar owner Al Purplewood and his sexy, murderous strippers. 
you know what's you know what's frustrating for me is like you know I'll, I'll I wrote like a little book called uh, Save the Arcade, and it's kind of about like a uh, fictional arcade that they're trying to save via a you know beach volleyball contest, and uh, it's not it to me it's not as funny as this. I mean, this is much funnier. So I feel a little weird about it, but you know, it just, it's like real life is much funnier than you're ever going to be. So it's a little bit unfortunate. Um, boy, well, let's see. There were a couple other movies that I clicked on just to see, oh, this is taking it all off. So this is the sequel after the first one was, uh, an undeniable success. Why not have a second? And then we've got Taking It Off Out West, which came almost 10 years later. In the Old West, the government hires three strippers to travel to mining towns and keep the lonely and no doubt horny miners entertained. At one of them, at, at one town, the patriarch of a grungy outlaw family discovers that the girls are getting $500 a day from the government and decides to kidnap the trio and hold them for ransom. Unfortunately, he uses his two idiot sons in his scheme, and things don't go exactly as planned. Um, okay. Well, there you go. That seems to be uh, satisfactory. I think we got all we needed out of taking it off. Um, what else have we got here? Oh, we also have... There's like an Elvira mouse pad where... You know how there's a wrist rest on the back of a mouse pad? On this one, it's Elvira's enormous bazooms, as we've just discussed. And I was thinking I wanted to make a a snowman mouse pad that kind of looks like that, but it's a butt of a snowman. And that would be a great... What a great gift that would be to receive, wouldn't it? You'd have a butt mouse pad. And then uh, it would be all white, so it would get all gross from your natural human oils and things very quickly. What a treat. What a story. Well, it looks like the rest of what's in here is uh, stuff that we have for Potoween next year. We have big plans for Potoween, which might happen and might not. Um, We tried to pull something off this year, and I was like, it's not going to happen. But next year, I'm hopeful. All right. See you next time. Asking the questions that nobody could Like where the bone thaws in Are they in harmony?